Well, we've got Jared Shinneman, and he has just won the Sailorville Crappie Tournament. Congratulations and welcome to the program, Jared. Hey, thanks for having me, Dave. Well, you are a repeat offender uh, here on Round Guy Radio. Uh, uh, as you have kind of helped promote the first one, uh, you finished just outside the money uh, in that one, but uh, you were able to put it over the top, uh, and you won, uh, I understand you won both uh, uh, most weight and the biggest fish too, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. It was, uh, it was a good day. But there was three three pretty big fish, and yours, uh, I don't think it had a whole lot over it, but uh, uh, I guess it was the biggest one. Uh, what was it like to pull that big one in? Uh, you know, that lake's got some some real big fish in it, and my scale said less than uh, what that scale was, so I was surprised that it was that big, but uh, I'll take it. Well, you're all weighed on the same scale, uh, uh, and uh, what I bet it was, uh, was you, so how did you feel like you had it? I mean, it didn't seem like there's maybe a pound difference between third place and first place, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think that's about right. So you, uh, uh, was you feeling like you had a shot or you feeling confident or, or you just had no idea where you were going to finish when you came in there to weigh? Uh, man, I didn't think that weight would, I didn't think that weight would do it on that lake, to be honest with you. Um, the, the, the weights that were brought to the scales today were not a very good reflection of what that lake is capable of. I think just the, the conditions and the cold front and the tough bite um, all played into it. There's some some real good fishermen that fished that tournament today. And uh, I think that I did having 10 pounds, 1024, whatever I had, I didn't think uh, going into it, I didn't think that weight would hold. But, you know, I guess the conditions had the weights down and uh they fell where they fell well uh you know we were hoping for a little better uh oh uh, you know we talked to brad you know he was thinking about 65 you know and i was thinking you know gosh if it could hit that it would be you know we might really be in for some good fishing and uh but instead i don't know it was like 45 and the wind was blowing and uh it was raining uh so what do you what do you got to take out there you know, when you know, everybody knows in Iowa, the temperature can change a lot. The weather can change real quick. Uh, what do you take out there for gear to keep yourself wet, warm and dry uh, when you got to go out and fish in that kind of weather conditions? I had, I wore my wintertime bibs and a wintertime jacket and a stocking cap and gloves. And when it started to rain for two or three hours there at the end, I had rain gear in the boat. I have a whole compartment in my boat just full of warm clothes just because, you, like you said, you never know what the weather is going to do here. All right. Well, I'm going to break down your day uh, in two-hour increments. Uh, tell me, uh, you got out there about 7.30, let's say from 7.30 to 10. Describe what happened. Were you getting on to fish? Uh, was the conditions uh favorable uh, as they were going to be during that time or what you know on my 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 a spot as i would call it or you know the guys typically call it um the wind was supposed to be only about 10 miles an hour for the first couple hours and it was not a very northwest wind friendly spot so i went to that and i thought i'm going to grind it out there for two hours or until the wind blows me out because uh, i had found some really nice fish there uh this week but I just, I didn't know if I could fit it once the wind got up to 15 or 18 miles an hour. Um, and I, 
ironically, I, the first fish that I caught of the day at seven o'clock on the dot was that 256 or 254, whatever it was the biggest fish that I caught. Wow. Um, and I did not catch another fish in that spot. So my, my A spot was, um, did, didn't work out and neither did my B spot. The fish that there, they had moved out the fish that were there yesterday. Uh, they, they left. I don't know where they went. I never did find them. I talked to a couple other guys that fish that area too, and they never did find them. Um, so my C spot is where I caught most of my way fish minus the big one. Well, if you had to caught that fish, you'd have finished the fourth one. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was, a, uh, I, I guess, you know, in, in a sense, the, uh, the pre-fishing that you did, you know, the pre-scouting it out, uh, helped you, but talk to to my listeners about what happens to fish when all of a sudden the, the temperature drops. Uh, they just kind of scatter, don't they? I mean, they're just not where they were the day before and all that, are they? Well, I, we caught fish, or I caught fish. Um, the bigger fish that I found yesterday, now yesterday it was, you know, 75 and sunny and not a lot of was beautiful out. So I caught most of the fish that I caught yesterday in 10 or 11 foot of water. And I caught... Uh, most of my fish today and anywhere from 15 to 17 feet. I would assume that a lot of them were the same fish that I had found yesterday. They just pulled out. It just took me a few hours to find them. And they were deeper than they were? Correct, yes. Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. Well, let's talk about that depth. Uh, uh, what depths were we, uh, well, let's continue through the day, uh, and I'll get to the depths and the water clarity and, and what you use. But uh, So how was the action, say, on uh, from 10 to noon? Slow. Slow. I had the one big fish, and I had seven fish in the first, I don't know, two, three hours, but they were, my other six were really small. I mean, they were just keeper-sized fish. Um, I didn't start culling fish until probably, I'm going to say noon. Okay. So what about that noon Noon to, uh, was it 2.30 when you stopped? 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock. Okay. Noon to 3 the the and the weather's getting worse uh the way i uh at least it was around here it was starting to get raining it was windy it was cold it was just kind of miserable to be outside that's right it was miserable but from noon to three probably from noon to two i didn't catch many the last hour but from noon to two is when i caught most of my wayfish minus the first one so you did get on top of them and uh you got so what was some of the other ways because i was thinking uh in a tournament like this, this might come down to your your fourth fifth or your fifth fifth fish, you know, of the seven. Sure. You know, so where did you what what kind of meat did you put on in the boat or way you put in the boat during that time? I mean, how many fish did you call out that you'd already had from the day? Um, I called. I think I called six fish in that two hours. Oh, so everything except the, what you that first fish that you caught. Well, Correct. What What were some of the uh, uh, did you have, what, did you have any other over two pounders or? Um, I had another one on my scale, on my scale said 189 and another one that said 171. Okay. But you know, that's, that's a pretty good fish, but for today that was really good. Now were you able to get some females with some eggs? Uh, uh, did you, where are you, where are we at on the spawn in your opinion? I think they were trying to. I think they were trying to push up this week with the with the warmer weather that we had. I caught some males yesterday, up shallower, uh, smaller males, 
and I, I, I would assume that I think I saw like Wednesday is supposed to be 72, 73 and sunny. I would assume the next couple of days they'll stay about where they're at right now and they'll try to push up again as soon as that water warms up. But the water temperature dropped three or four degrees just from yesterday evening to this morning. Well, let's talk about them. What was the weather temperatures when you were, when you were uh, scout fishing or pre, you know, uh, 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 fishing beforehand? And what, what was the difference today? But like, other than night and day difference. I found water yesterday, yesterday afternoon. Now it was in the evening after it had been warm all day. It was, I think I found water temperature as high as 56 and a half, something like that. And when I got on the water this morning, it was 50.8, I think. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a difference. Uh, and so, uh, what, and, and was it pretty much just what, where did, what depth did you start fishing at? And uh, did you have any success in any other than this, uh, what do you say, about 12 to 16 feet? I started deep because I found the one spot where there was some big fish yesterday. Um, and I fished that spot for all it had in it. That There was not a lot of fish on it. There was way more yesterday for some reason. Um, and then I went shallow because I figured the fish may still have held there overnight. And after about an hour of that, I just steadily moved out deeper and deeper and deeper until I started running into fish. Yeah, I guess that's the way to do it. And and you did get on top of them a few times and, and got enough in the boat. Well, what kind of water were we, were we, was it clear? Was it murky? Was it kind of in between? What, 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 what was the water like today, the clarity? I would say for Sailorville, it, it was somewhat stained. It wasn't terrible. It's it, it, it's it's cleaner than it was a week ago. A week ago, it looked it looked pretty dingy. But so I would say it was stained. So all right. So what were they biting on? I caught all mine, all most of my fish on a two inch plastic that looks like a shad. It was in a um like a, a purplish color, a June bug. Uh, did you use any live bait or not? I did not. I had minnows in the boat, and I, I never used one. You never used any, and you uh, did you try any other lures, or you just pretty much stay with what you had? And, and was there any any colors that you tried to introduce? Or you know what, the fish bit what I had on, and and I, I kept using. And I did use a minnow one time today. I chased around a big fish um, for probably half an hour, and I went through everything I could get until I thought I'd wasted enough time on her and she never I never could get her to bite. So I did put a minnow on for, for that fish and she she never would bite and I left her. You know, I talked to Nick and he said he didn't like to use not a live bait because he says that's just time, you know, time taking it in, time taking it out, time putting the bait on, you know. He'd rather just keep his uh in a hockey terms his stick on the ice. Uh uh, was that somewhat of a strategy you were kind of implementing today? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, and, and a day like today when it's a grind, and every tournament day, you know, every minute counts. I don't. I, I. It was. It started raining today, and I was getting soaked, and I was so. I was just. I didn't want to get off that trolling motor because I knew it was going to be tough, and every ounce was going to count. And I didn't, I put, I grabbed my rain jacket real quick and I thought, man, I should throw my bibs on cause I'm going to get wet, but I didn't want to take the two or three minutes to do it. So I just got wet and kept fishing. Well, Brad said uh, something I thought was pretty interesting is, is today, what was important in fishing was being able to control your boat. He said there were five foot waves coming in. 
30 mile an hour winds coming across at times. Uh, uh, he said that the, the fishermen that were able to maneuver their boat the best uh, uh, were the ones that had the most success today. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Man, boat control, I think it, when you're, if you're live scoping or spider rigging or anything, boat control with these, with, with crappie anyway, because you have to get so close to them, boat control is just, is so important. I don't, um, it, I would, I would say it's the most important thing when it comes to catching these fish. Well, uh, what kind of a, a motor are you using and, uh, um, uh, how long does it take a, a fisherman to get that kind of control over the boat and and become a good unit with himself and the motor that he's kicking across. Um, I use it. I have a Garmin Force trolling motor on my boat, um, and it. You know, I've had this motor for this is my second year. I had a Min, I've been a Minn Kota guy before that, but I really like this Garmin trolling motor. And you know, I, I say how long it takes to get good at it. I don't know. I don't know that I'm good at it. I, I know it takes a long time. I learn every time I go, and I know that fishing on days like today and windy days and inclement weather, it's not always fun, but it makes you better at running that boat. And then when you get the nice days, it's just it, it's ten times easier. Yeah. Well, uh, what was? Tell me just a little something about today. Uh, how things went for you, maybe something that went well, maybe something that didn't go well, but kind of, uh, what was it like? And did you catch any fish like when it was raining or at times when you weren't expecting to? You know that from, like I said, from noon to two or so, um, about that time frame is when I caught most of my way fish and it was raining the whole time. I caught almost all my fish when it was raining. So the weather changed and, um, it, it, it just, you know, and I, I don't know that that's exactly what you thought would have happened, uh, but you got on top of them. You got into a good stretch, and uh, you put the the weight on the board. Now, did you have a partner? Uh, not today. I typically do, uh, but he was out of town for a wedding, so I was uh, fishing solo today. Well, when you went up there uh, to uh, uh, pick up your check, you had this devastatingly handsome young man with you. Yeah, he's a good-looking fella, ain't he? Well, tell me a little bit about this guy, and uh, maybe he was a little inspiration, if not uh, uh, actually in the boat with you. Ah, that's my that's my son, Jace. He turned just turned six in February. Um, he's my little hunting and fishing buddy. Anytime I go fishing without him, he's not real. He's not real thrilled about it. And my tournament partner, Brandon, I told him, I said, he's probably got two years left in the boat. Then he's going to be out and Jace is going to be in. Yeah, he's, uh, um, he's pretty, ex uh, he seemed pretty excited. You know, uh, was he proud of his old man? Did he like the, the stringer that you put up there? Uh, did he, it seem to have pretty, put a smile on his face, didn't it? Yeah, he, he, he enjoyed it, you know, and, and he knows, he knows Nick real well. We're really good friends. So, that's um he said congratulations to nick too and um you know it's it's all fun we're we're all good friends and and he, he's a good kid and he enjoys fishing and hunting in the outdoors and i couldn't be happier with him isn't it amazing how kids whose dads take an interest in them and and are concerned about them uh turn out to be polite and well-mannered and and respectful isn't it uh, i i don't think it's a coincidence well, I don't. I don't think it is either. You know, um, we got very fortunate to have a, a very good child. He's he's a good kid. I don't think you could ask for one better than him. 
Yeah, it's a blessing uh, uh, to have a kid in that that father-son fishing moment. Uh, do, do you have any stories of a grandfather or a father that uh, uh, took you fishing and, and, and set you on the path to win this tournament? You know, I probably wasn't much older than Jace, and my dad, I can the first memory that I have of fishing was he took me out, and we were just single pole jig and steak beds. This was way before most electronics anyhow we didn't have electronics we had a paddle and a john boat and a little eight foot jigging pole and i remember jigging steak beds in our, in our lake back at home and i couldn't have been much older than jace man and uh i remember the same thing man my dad and and, and my brother and i would just i mean that's all we did was fish you know i mean that's it that was you know we're going fishing we're going to fish all weekend you know yep. and uh yep. Just so many great memories of being with him and, and uh, being with my brother and catching a bunch of fish and having fish fries and having the family get together. Man, that's, that's, uh, 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 I give God a big smile as far as I'm concerned and uh, really proud of you today. Uh, thanks for being with us. Uh, anything we didn't get to talk about that you want to talk about, but we do want to mention your sponsors, but anything uh, before we do that? No, I don't think so. I just, uh, you know, appreciate you having me on. Well, who was the sponsors that helped get your boat in this lake? And uh, uh, who were the sponsors that are going to be so proud of you for winning this tournament? Uh, number one is my family. They, you know, they're very supportive of the sickness that I have. And uh, <laughs> God bless them. <laughs> it, takes a, it takes special people to put up with, uh, with what we do. Um, and other than that, uh, Crappie, Clo Crappie Closet Lures and Swing Em In Bay Company. Well, you you did those uh, uh, proud. Well, tell me a little bit about their products that they put out. Uh, both of those guys make plastics. One, um, Swing Em In Bay Company is out of Lawrence, Kansas. And uh, Crappie Closet is a gentleman out of uh, California, actually. You can find them both uh, online, on Instagram, on Facebook, on you can Google them. They both make uh, great products. I use a lot of their plastics. Well, we've been talking with Jared Shimmerman, who just won the Sailorville uh, Corn Belt Crappie Trail Tournament. Uh, he has uh, uh, put a win on the board in this uh, uh, new season, and uh, he will continue driving all the way to the, is it Red Rock where the championship is? Yes, sir, that's right. Tell me, give me a little preview of the Rathburn. Uh, that's the next Red Lake, right? That's right. Well, that's a that's big right. lake, ain't it? That's a, a lot of big fish over there. Are you looking forward to that? That's right. Yeah, I, I enjoy fishing Rathbun. Uh It's going to be tough, though. You know, there's a lot of – there's some local guys that will fish it, and, uh, you know, there's there's always the same the same guys that are – you never know who's going to come out on top with those guys. It's hard to beat these guys. There's there's several several guys that are real good. So, But, yeah, Rathbun is a, is a fun lake. And uh, hopefully we'll get a little better weather for that one. Well, uh, thanks for being with us, Jared. Uh, congratulations on this win. Uh, I, I, I think you you might have it figured out how to survive this Biden administration, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, you know, I don't you know, know if anybody got that figured out. All right. Well, congratulations on fishing on such a tough day and coming out on top. This hey, is thanks, Dave. Appreciate you having me. This has been Round Guy Radio with its coverage of the Corn Belt Crappie Tournament, and we're going to give you all, all the results all season long. Uh, thanks for being with us, and once again, congratulations.